Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the group editor of Woman and Woman and Home magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV Times, TV and Satellite Week and What's on TV magazines. And today we're looking at the new releases that will be available from Friday the 16th of February 2024 including a race across the Sahara Desert as the Grand Tour returns on Prime Video, and Gina Rodriguez and Tom Ellis looking for love in the Big Apple in the Netflix rom-com Players. And we'll also be checking out Apple TV's drama The New Look about fashion icon Kristen Dior and meeting Alice and Jack as played by Domhnall Gleeson and Andrea Riseborough on Channel 4. But first in, what is in the news? Your favourite, Idris Elba, will return as skilled negotiator Sam Nelson in a second run of Apple TV Plus's acclaimed thriller Hijack. What else is in the news, Hannah? Well, Prime Video's action comedy Deep Cover featuring Sean Bean and Orlando Bloom will centre on a group of improv actors who are recruited by the police. Well, Hannah, if I had to select a theme for this week's podcast, it would probably be um, people who annoy me. So you can take from that what you will. I wouldn't say from my perspective it's my favourite selection we've ever had, but we'll see what Hannah thinks. We may differ. We're going to start on Prime Video with the return of the Grand Tour with Sand Job, which arrives on Friday the 16th of February. And here's a clip. You have driven across deserts in the past, but this is the big one. This is the Sahara. You are currently in a foreign office red zone. So behave yourself. In a minefield, back up exactly where you... So, yes, James May, Richard Hammond and Jeremy Clarkson are back. Of course, Sand Job is rather juvenile joke based on hand job. And what they're doing this time, the superannuated petrol heads, is they're doing the last leg of the Paris-Dakar rally across the Sahara Desert. I was a Top Gear fan in the days when these guys presented it. And I have enjoyed quite a lot of the Grand Tour, but I'm kind of over it now. I've got to say, particularly Richard Hammond's shtick is kind of being like a man-child, is wearing particularly thin. Just the whole artifice of it. Obviously, they don't modify their own cars. Someone does it for them of course. Then there's all the banter, your car's rubbish, no, your car is rubbish, no, yours is rubbish. The practical jokes, which, again, they don't do themselves, clearly the production team do. A lot of it is it's just not believable. I mean, I know they have to, it has to be artifice for it to work, of course, there has to be fake jeopardy. So at one point, they have to go through a tunnel which has bats in it, which they make a big meal of, What's the problem? Just drive through it. Drive through this tunnel, which has bats in it. It's no biggie. And then they pretend to be driving into a minefield, which obviously they aren't, because I don't think Amazon Prime Health and Safety would be very keen on. So I'm over the, I'm over the Grand Tour, really. I'm finding it all quite repetitive and incredibly artificial. The jokes aren't very funny, nor is the banter 
practical jokes from my point of view are a form of bullying that's probably a bit a bit woke of me isn't it but there we are i mean if you like the grand tour you'll enjoy it i'm sure because it's just more of the same but i kind of think it's time to park the grand tour uh yes i've said it what do you think hannah it's a shame isn't it because both you and I, for as long as we've been doing this podcast, have, have, have enjoyed this series and it keeps coming back. And I suppose there is a reason it keeps coming back because there is clearly an audience. But, you know, as we always say, it's sometimes best to sort of stop while you're ahead of the game, and while you're on top. And I do totally see what you mean. I mean, the trio, they do kind of make me laugh, but I would agree with you. It does feel a bit artificial in places. It does feel a bit false. And that's mainly because you know, the reality of being in, you know, 48 degrees heat with no air conditioning and, and what have you. I mean, is that is that really happening for the length of time they're saying? You know, is that really sensible or right? Or would they really be allowed to do that given the context and the setting of kind of other shows where we've seen, you know, dreadful things happening? It kind of, I don't know, I kind of would agree with you. And they are a bit sort of, you know, two against one all the time. But I do think people will still enjoy it to a degree and perhaps it's just our we're a bit long in the tooth for it perhaps we've just watched too many of these and we, we just kind of like, don't you think we're just kind of like it's just a bit we've seen this we've, we're a bit wise to it i suppose and i think because we see so much perhaps that, that makes us even wiser and we we exhaust the things sooner than somebody else but i i completely hear what you're saying moving across to apple tv plus now hannah for a new period drama series which arrived on the 14th of february wednesday the 14th it's called the new look and here's a clip i keep looking for a great collection to rise from the ashes of the war what do you desire to design the most beautiful women's clothing that ever existed Christian Dior ruined French couture, and I'm coming back to save it. Yeah, this is really interesting. I mean, Apple TV Plus, as we always say, does things pretty well, and they throw quite a big chunk of money, it seems, at things. And, and this is, you know, no different. Um, so this is kind of, um, the new look is inspired by true events. So it, it's not actually true, but it's inspired by those events. So, you know, there's a, there's a theme of accuracy that runs through it, one would assume. And... Um, it's, it explores the life of Christian Dior, the, the designer Christian Dior, which uh, you know, if you're lucky enough, you might have one of one of his bags um, and things we all aspire to have. Um, and uh, it's really, really interesting because quite often um, designers are so different to the I, I mean, I don't know if I even give much thought to the designer of the bag. I like it. You know, that's the end of it. I don't know. So this really kind of gives you um, a, a real insight. So it follows um, the French uh, couturier, uh, ben, who's played by Ben Mendelssohn, um, right from the very beginning of his career, um, which was when Paris was occupied um, by the Nazis in World War Two, And um, seeing some of his creations then and, really kind of I suppose it pieces the jigsaw puzzle together because they you know for someone like myself who wasn't around in World War Two, you know I see more modern contemporary um, you know designs and this is kind of seeing where this all began and, and why he became such I suppose a big name but this isn't just superficial stuff this is kind of delving into his actual life and kind of um 
his personal life and the, the concerns that he had, the worries he had around his sister, who was a fighter um, in the French resistance. So she was risking her life on a daily basis. So you kind of got to sit, you get to see, you know, the person in, in full, I suppose. And you also get to a little insight into Coco Chanel. Um, at that point, she closed her boutique, uh, but she was still kind of uh, partying in that Parisian high society. She struck up a friendship um, with a German intelligence officers, so she was hanging around with you know, the wrong squad. It's very interesting. It, it, it's like a lot of these sort of uh, sort of docu series, I suppose, um, where we learn um, parts of history that we we didn't know, um, and I found really interesting. And as I say, it is inspired by real events, and so therefore you can only hope that a lot of it is very very accurate. But of course, you know, you you, you take from that what you will. Um, but I found it I found it actually really quite interesting. And being someone who is interested in art and design and that kind of creativity, and then seeing the person behind the things that we now adore and have huge price tags to them um, is fascinating. So this is dropped, I think it's three um, episodes and then it's weekly from then on. Uh, what did you think, Ian? I can't say I'm a fan. This is not a good week for me, I'll admit it. So, <laughs> I, I mean, if you're expecting to learn a lot about the new look and fashion, um you might be surprised because it's very much, as you said, Hannah, it's very much a sort of wartime drama about occupied France. Now, Ben Mendelssohn, I'm a fan of his. He is in a superb series called Bloodline, which is set in the Florida Keys, and he's kind of a prodigal son who comes back to rejoin his family. That's well worth checking out. I think he's a bit miscast in this as Dior, he kind of comes across a bit more like an accountant or something rather than a, a brilliant fashion designer. Um, it's got a great cast. I mean, it's got Juliette Binoche, who seems to be having a bit of a career renaissance. She is Coco Chanel, who, as you say, was hanging about with the Nazis. We even have her meeting uh, Himmler in episode one, which is a bit weird. You've got uh, John Malkovich doing an absolutely dreadful French accent as um, Dior's wartime employer. And Maisie Williams is supposed to be playing Christian Dior's sister, but because of the massive age difference between the actors, she looks more like his daughter. Oh, you've got Glenn Close as well as um, Harper's Bazaar editor-in-chief. So it's certainly got star power, but I don't think it really gets to grips with the whole collaboration issue of, of Vichy France. There's some bad accents. I, I wasn't that thrilled. I wasn't that taken with it. I mean, I think as as a wartime drama, it's 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 reasonably effective, but there's a lot about it that I didn't really think was up to scratch. We move on, Hannah, to, well, it's now called Channel 4 Streaming. It used to be called All 4, didn't it? But anyway, everything's changed. Arriving again on Wednesday, the 14th of Feb, a new drama called Alice and Jack. And here's a clip. If I could be with anyone in the world, it would be with you. So who are you, Jack? Who am I? You're great. You're kind and you're handsome and you're wonderful. 
People say at some point the excitement fades away, but with you it never has. Okay, so <laughs> this is a romantic drama. It's a six-parter, and Andrea Riseborough plays Alice, and Domhnall Gleeson, son of Brendan, plays a biomedical researcher, Jack, and they meet up for a date, and I've got to say, uh, immediately I found Alice incredibly annoying she's supposed to be kind of a bit mysterious and you know oh, because she's really rude and tells him to leave after their one night stand and says never contact me again and rather than finding that very enigmatic and, and intriguing and charming I just thought she's dreadful um run a mile <laughs> so but anyway that's just me so yes, so he's all baffled and like, what, what have I done wrong? Blah, 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 whatever. Then we move forward 15 years, I think. And thank goodness, Jack has hooked up with Ashling B, my favourite, is playing uh, Lynn. And they've, they're a little family now. He's married. But then, oh, like the bad penny, Alice turns up again. And, well, I won't say what happens, but it's it's complicated, as they say. So I kind of felt Gleason's character is just a bit drippy and boring. Riseborough's character, Alice, is just incredibly annoying and rude, even though it's going to be explained that she's been through a lot of trauma. So, you know, we're going to find out about that. But I just did not take to her character at all. And I think that kind of ruined it for me. I didn't feel there was any chemistry between them at all. And it's supposed to be that, you know, they meet each other and there's this huge chemistry and they can't be without each other, but they can't be together. But that feeling will never go away. I didn't I didn't believe that for a second. And when she turned up again, I, I wasn't thinking, oh, they have to be together. I was just thinking, I just wish she'd go away because she was annoying the first time. And she is again. I like Gleason. And uh, as you know, I love Ashling B. She's terrific. I'm not going to continue with this. I, I didn't really buy into the relationship. Um, uh, yeah, that's just me, though. It might be. Is it more up your street, Anna? It's not a great week, is it? I mean, it's been a while since we've said that, but you are right. And I, you know what? I, I'm a bit forgotten for things like this. I absolutely, you know, enjoy rubbish TV <laughs> things that you can just sit back and watch and, you know, while you're kicking or whatever. Um, but this is just, you're right, they're just, it's just not appealing. And, I, and, and actually, it, it leads me on to the, the next thing I'm going to talk about, which I feel very much the same about. It, it's, I just feel like the, the, the chemistry doesn't, isn't particularly there. The characters aren't terribly likeable. And I hate to say it, but doesn't it just feel that little bit too predictable? Um, it just doesn't seem anything new or shocking or different. And I think that's probably the problem. And I think we've been you know been really fortunate recently with some kind of um genres like this that have found a new path and, and done something that's just a bit bold and a bit exciting and, and ripped up the rule book and and this just doesn't really do that does it and there's one very amusing moment in it i must say where she does allow him to stay over which is a big this is a big thing um and then he goes out in the morning and he comes back carrying coffee cups which of course in all tv dramas are empty of course they are and croissants and she says where have you been 
Well, where do you think he's been? He's carrying coffees and croissants. Anyway, things like that really irritate me. But we'll move on in the hope that our last offering will be really, really good, Hannah. It's on Netflix. It's a one-off feature-length romantic comedy called Players. It arrived. It arrived on Wednesday, the fourteenth of February, and here is a clip. Who was she again? That's Nick Russell. He's New York's most eligible bachelor. He's a war reporter, and he saved an actual orphan from an actual burning building. Was it burning? Collapsing? Sinking? Maybe it's just like a bad building somewhere. Mm. What's wrong with you? I might like him. Like like him? Like him? I'm thirty-three, and I want an adult. Yeah, I I I thought this had my name written on it. Um, mainly because it's got Lucifer's Tom Ellis in it. So that alone is worth watching, in my opinion. Um, but it's just, no, it, it doesn't, I'm sorry, it doesn't It doesn't do it for me. I think it's just a confusing idea. Um, I just I found the whole thing just complete. I mean, it's fine. It, you can watch it. You won't hate it. I don't think there's anything to hate about it. But would it be something that we'll be talking about in 10 years' time? I mean, this probably get dug up in 10 years' time. Somebody will say, yes, you are. But I, but I don't know that we will be. Um, and this is, I, I, I don't know, it, it is a bit different. It, so it isn't just your regular sort of love story. So it is a bit different. And it follows um, New York sports writer Mac Um who runs this playbook scheme with her best mate, Adam. Um, and the idea is that they come up with um, these loads of rules for you to be able to um, snag your target, I suppose, and, and, and be able to talk around anybody you want um, for, you know, one night stand, essentially. But the, the, the big rule is that these relationships can't become serious. They are just players. They're just going and having fun. But of course, what happens is, yes, you guessed it. She fell in love after her one night. And um, that's what they're trying to then navigate. And, um, you know, the, the people on the receive, it's, it's arguably quite cruel because they know what they're doing. The other person doesn't. And they're falling for someone they shouldn't be falling with. And they try and navigate that. It's a bit complicated. It's a bit messy. Um, I just, you know... Yeah, is this guy really her soulmate? Will it be somebody she really wants to be with and yet she can't be because it's all a big game? It just, it's its a bit far-fetched for me. Um, it's got Tom Ellis in, worth a watch. Um, that's really well, yeah, it's not a great weekend. Agreed and rather unfortunate that, uh, again, it's landed on Valentine's Day. But it's not very romantic, in my opinion. So I wanted to like this because... Um, I'm a big fan of Tom Ellis. I mean, I first saw him in Miranda. He played the chef that Miranda fell for. And he's one of the British actors who's really broken through in the States. And he, as you say, he was in Lucifer. He was great in that. This, do you remember the movie Shallow Grave? The brilliant Danny Boyle film about the Scottish flatmates who discover a big stash of cash. And they were all really annoying characters but that worked. In this, these characters are really annoying because it, why not just have a one-night stand with someone? Why, why have to go to this through these elaborate lies in a bar pretending to be someone you're not, setting up some sting just to trick someone into having a one-night stand? I mean, you don't need to do that. Also, it's, it's cruel, you know, as well. It's just you, you don't empathise with these characters at all. 
I do think Gina Rodriguez has a lot of charisma, but I didn't really care about the character or her wanting suddenly wanting to have a proper boy. I mean, okay, if you want to have a proper boyfriend, all she has to do is is date the guy, talk to him, ask him on a date. They don't have to come up with all these elaborate ruses for them to get together. Yeah. It's just really it's all really unnecessary and what they seem to think is is funny and cool. I just thought it was really obnoxious behavior. But anyway, that's just me. <laughs> so, yeah, I I mean, I like seeing Ellis. Uh, he's always good value. And he's this, he's this sort of dreamboat guy who's like almost too good to be true. Um, so, yeah, it, it wasn't for me. And, and, and it hasn't been a great week. <laughs> but, however, however, Hannah, perhaps when we find out what we've been binge watching, we'll find some hidden gems that we can point the <laughs> listeners in the direction of. So I know you've been on holiday. You may not have been binge watching too much. But have you caught anything over the last week? Do you know what it was really? We 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 I have been away with multi generations, which is quite interesting when it comes to TV, isn't it? Because you know what's going to be suitable for you know right from a sort of an eight year old right through to my grandmother who's ninety two. Hard, right? Anyway, she was slightly hard of hearing, so we watched Gogglebox because the swearing she'd have really not been happy about. Um, <laughs> but we watched that, and it was it's absolutely brilliant. It's, uh, I, do you know what holiday viewing? absolutely wrapped up every single night but what was being advertised is married at first sight reunion oh yes oh yes i'm all for it i can't wait (laughs) how about you ian well i found something uh very good on bbc iplayer which is onto its second series now and i didn't even catch the first it's a domestic comedy called here we go it's written by the brilliant Tom Basden, who is a multi-talented guy. He's a playwright, he's a screenwriter, he's a very good comic actor. And it's just it's just a family going on holiday and celebrating Christmas and doing all the sort of things that families do. But it's really, really good. It's got Alison Steadman as grandma. It's got Catherine Parkinson as mum. It's got Jim Howick from Ghosts as dad. And it's just a lovely bit of... And Basden's in it himself. He's very funny in it as the brother-in-law. So if you're looking for just a nice bit of light relief, and it is one for all the family, for sure, for sure, uh, check it out. Now, we've just got time to look ahead to what we hope will be a better week (laughs) next week. (laughs) So what are we not going to be slating next week? Well, we're not going to be because it looks good to me. Well, we've got a new private school comedy drama, Borders, which arrives on BBC Three and BBC iPlayer. And And Joanne Froggart plays an NHS doctor battling the pandemic in the immersive new ITVX drama, Breathtaking, which is very, very good. So we look forward to those and much, much more. But in the meantime, listeners... (laughs) Watching!